If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast, the voices, stories, and experiences of you, the Nemours Associate. I'm Carol Vassar, and on this episode, we'll visit with a hematology-oncology nurse from the Orlando Children's Hospital to hear about her efforts to help her young patients maintain their personal dignity as they undergo treatment. And we'll find out what it takes to prepare Nemours kids who are approaching adulthood to transition to adult healthcare services. First, though, is Naressa James. Naressa is a medical assistant in general and plastic surgery at the Nemours Outpatient Clinic in Jacksonville. Her most prominent trait as she walks through the door is her smile. Bright, beautiful, and sincere. She's present and engaged with the moment at hand, a philosophy she carries with her throughout her work. Here's Naressa. For me, being present and engaged means a lot because we never know what the kids are going through, and we want to be there to listen and pay attention and don't miss anything and let them know that we really, really care. So being present and engaged, how do you keep yourself engaged? What what motivates you? Because it takes energy to be present and engaged. Yes, and I agree with what you just said. Uh, it does take a lot of energy. For me, as you notice, I smile a lot. And so that's that starts my day uh, with smiling. I feel like that when you get a, a smile to others, your coworkers, it sets the tone of what the day is going to be like. When they see you smiling, they smile and it puts them in a better mood. And when patients or families see you smiling, they know, oh, wow, I'm going to be in good care, you know. And she's approachable. She's approachable. And uh, it looks like she's going to be really easy to communicate with. I just like giving that when I meet a family that I am present and engaged and they see it, they feel it. Tell me about being engaged in the culture. Uh, One word that I hear, and and I'm I'm just going to put it right out there, is family. Talk to me about that. You're nodding your head. Talk to me about that. Yes. Uh, Family is very important to us at Nemours. Not only we're here for the the kids, the actual patient, we have to be here for the mothers, the fathers that may be going through something. When when they come to Nemours or they approach me, I want them to feel like, hey, I'm at home. I'm going to take care of you now. I'm going to be here for you. What about your teammates, the people you work with each and every day? Do you get a family sense from them as well? Yes. A matter of fact, we, I'm gonna, I always manage up my teammates. I love my teammates. <laughs> Call them out. Tell me who they are. Okay. So I'm going to start off with my manager, Tara, who's wonderful. I felt that I have a work relationship and a personal relationship with her. Uh, if I need anything, she's the door's always open. And the next person would be Shantara. She's our uh, surgery scheduler. And then I'm also going to go to the, my next person is Rose. Rose is a uh, medical assistant like me. We're 
the main people that are in the clinic, getting the patients ready for the doctors. And then Lori Demby, she's our RN. Uh, Lori uh, does our phone calls. Uh, she interacts with patients. Uh, she, she does so much for the clinic. Um, I just want to tell her thank you for always supporting me and uh, always keeping our clinic going. And then I work with Dr. Latin, uh, Dr. Roby, Dr. Polis, Dr. Pack, Dr. Fernandez. And we also have a physician assistant, which is Aaron. And also we have a nurse practitioner, which is Heather. Do you feel connected to the overall mission? Yes, I do. The mission, okay, here, I'm going to tear up. The mission in the Moors is very personal for me because I also had a son that was ill. And that's why it's so important to me to be in the moment and to be engaged, to let them know that I care. And it's uh, very important to me that I help some another person or be there for another person because that was my experience. Do you want to talk a little bit about your son? Sure. Um, I have two sons. My first son passed away when he was two years old, and we spent a lot of time in the hospital, me and my husband. Um, some days, if if it felt like, when is this going to end? And um, your heart breaks because there's nothing you can do to make the situation better. And that's the, the way the team that we stayed at the Children's Hospital, the way the doctors, the staff, the health care, it helped me get through it at a hard time. So dealing with that, it let me um, wanting to do that for someone else. So, yes, that's my mission because I want to be there and help someone because someone that was there for me went. And sadly, my son passed away, and I just know what it meant for me for this, the whole hospital, the whole healthcare to be there for me in that way. So I really, really appreciate it. That's why it's very, when I say I'm present engaged, I'm really present and engaged because when a family tells me their story or what's going on, I can, I can say, honestly, I can really relate. And I'm just not saying that. And yet you say it with a smile on your face. You're the most positive person. You have to be, you have to be in the, um, in a certain situations like that, again, because you never know what someone is going through, and um, yeah, smiling does make it. A, a, it doesn't erase what happened, of course, but it does make it better, and it makes you want to just, just uh, like I said, be present and engage, and just uh, motivate other people. Let me ask you one more question: What was your son's name? Okay, so you, Carol, you're gonna make me cry, right? I'm sorry, you're, gonna, you're making but me cry. I feel it's important that he has he had a name. He has yes. a name, and it's yes. important to call him by his name. Okay, yes, I I'm gonna get through this, and I can say this proudly. Um, um, my son' name was Vermin Calvin James the Third. He was named after my husband, and uh, I really miss him. And again, I just think. Uh, Everyone who was involved uh, in his life, and that's why I'm here today doing what I do, and I pray and I hope that I'm making him proud. Without a doubt, Naressa James is making her son proud.
Naressa is a medical assistant at the Nemours Outpatient Clinic in Jacksonville, Florida. Kids undergoing treatment in the hematology oncology inpatient unit at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando, Florida, receive a T-shirt. The shirt has been modified to allow easy access to the child's port. The woman behind these T-shirts is hematology oncology nurse Kirsty Duran. By her own account, she is not a master seamstress, but she felt having such clothing available served an important purpose for the kids. Privacy. Yes. So as one of the hemoc nurses in the infusion center, our, when the patients come in, they have a port. Port is the way for us to be able to access them to get their blood work and give them their chemotherapy, blood products, and other medications that they might require. When the patients come in, they would have to remove their entire shirt. A lot of our patients are girls. So one day I just decided, you know, let's give them some privacy back. Let's give them a little bit more dignity. And I took one of my patients was absolutely overhill in love with unicorns. So I took it upon myself, went to Children's Place, found the cutest unicorn shirt that I could find, and got a funky color zipper and attached it on the side that her port was. That way, all she had to do was lower her zipper up to a certain point, just past where we put the dressing. She will go ahead, we would access her port, and we were able to sip it right back up and leave her accessed. So all she would really be exposed to is just a part of her chest and not usually the entire, her entire top part. Is this something you're doing for all of the young ladies on the unit? I did it for the young ladies and the young boys. So all of the patients now have a shirt. So every oncology or even some of the hematology patients that come in for infusions, I've made them all shirts. Why do you go over and above in this way? What inspires you? Like I said, I just fall in love with all of them. They each have their own unique story. They each have just something special about them. My job is not just to walk in, access a patient, give them their medication. You connect with them and you just be part of your part of their life. And that's what I love about hematology oncology is that there's a continuation of patient care. We are constantly in this patient's life for about two to three years. So there's a continuity. So you build that family connection. Why did you go into pediatrics? Why did you become a nurse? Well, I myself was a very sick child. I had very severe asthma, fell in love with the nurses that took care of me as a child. And they knew me by name. I knew them. We had like almost like a personal connection. And I realized that that's something that I really looked forward to, that I liked doing that. And it was fun. It's a way for me to be a, a big child during, during work. I don't even consider my patients patients. I call them my kiddos. They're all a part of me. I know them all very up close. I feel that by building that close connection with the patients, it's better treatment. You see them differently. You don't see them as just a number. You don't see them as an illness. You see them as the person that they are. Talk to me about a patient. I'd love to hear a patient's story and how the team has worked together to help a patient in particular, maybe one who, who sticks out in your mind and who continues to inspire you as you do your work from day to day. Well, I think if I ever think of a patient, it has to be my first patient. There was a 15-year-old female I completely fell in love with her. We would do everything from let's do our nails together to let's try on uh, funky wigs, different hair, different hats, and absolutely fell in love with her. Um, And so did the team. When, unfortunately, she did pass away, we all rallied together around the family. 
we will even take turns of, okay, guys, this week, you guys make sure that you bring the food next week. I'm going to bring in groceries. And we all came together to support their family during the first month after the child had passed away. Talk about how that affected the team and how you supported one another in in the aftermath of, of, of this young mm-hmm. lady's death. Well, we supported, we had a lot of debriefing. Um, and there were times that we would meet together also with the pastors here at Amores. They were very helpful in making sure that we all had not just a place to vent and talk, but even have like a spiritual guidance during the hard time. We supported each other also by getting together where we would talk about the great things, the great times that we had with her. We never see our patients of a big loss or that we've you know, they've suffered. We always remember all the fun things that we did with them and how we made their life special during their last few days or weeks. Kirsty Duran is a hematology oncology nurse at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando, Florida. Just as kids outgrow clothes, they eventually outgrow Nemours and move into the adult health care system. For patients and families who have come to Nemours for long periods of time, even lifetimes, that transition can be frightening and needs to be carefully considered and planned well before the patient turns 21. That's Corey Norrie's job. I am part of the transition plan program to help our young adults as they age out of pediatrics and into their hashtag adulting world. My role I look at as being a like liaison between the walls of healthcare, which is its own silo, and the rest of social services. Um, and so having that policy understanding and the way the big systems work together really helps uh, inform people and have them be under, able to understand what's out there for them or not out there in some cases. Um, one of the things that's neat about my role is that we actually have had young adults where it's not that they're aging out because they're turning 21, but it's because they're actually moving somewhere else and they have kind of complicated medical stuff going on. So we've had a chance to work with several families where they're just relocating and the kid has multiple medical issues and they're gonna need lots of different services. And we have, through a network, honestly, of people around the country, developed these resources to be able to, for me to be able to say, oh yeah, you're moving to Oklahoma, let me get you connected to this organization who can help you with figuring out the best school for your child based on their learning disabilities. We've had international patients we've had a chance to work with and I get to learn about how services are delivered in Africa um, or Scotland and all kinds of stuff. So it's just really neat that I get, it's again, it's that systems thing about like if somebody just kind of lands on the moon, what's available for them and how do they get situated? The vast majority of our population is people who are aging out. um, And we try to actually have the conversation start between 14 and 16 for us to work with the families over the years. So that way it's not an abrupt like, boom, you're out the door, but instead this relationship we're developing and we can kind of address things long-term with them versus um, knowing that it's a completely overwhelming time for the family because everything is about ready to get upended when someone turns 21 and ages out of the school system. I always say to them, like, my goal is for you to be like, woohoo, I'm 21, and not like, ah, I'm 21. So our goal is for woohoos and not ahs. How much of that is actually uh, transitioning the parents? Most of it's transitioning the parents, honestly. So I think in pediatrics, we're really good about making sure we're family-centered and working with families and understanding the patient is rarely autonomous. And so by the time they actually get to be old enough to make the jump to the adult world, um, we have to have that shift happen in most cases where that young adult needs to rise to the occasion and kind of be in more control and learning how to lead their own care 
uh, and the parents need to give up a little bit of control. And so we work through that in the transition process. How important is a program like this? I understand you founded this program. Uh, so Nemours is actually unique in that um, we are one of the very early leaders in transition, healthcare transition. Compared to other children's health systems, they don't have transition programs yet or they're just slowly starting and they're diagnosis-specific, versus our approach is to say every single one of our young adults has to be ready to make the move eventually to the adult world. And so if we can help plan along the way and prepare them and their families, um, it serves everybody better that way. What drew you to Nemours, besides being a, a native Delawarean, is it, talk a little bit about the culture. Did that appeal to you? So one of the things that I appreciate most about Nemours in my tenure here is how much... Um, revere and respect there is for people who are social workers, where I don't think that is necessarily true in every other organization. Um, It's one of the things I like about Nemours is that I feel like the titles don't matter so much. And so, um, and I really feel like it's very collegial and that there's a certain amount of respect for people and what you bring to the table. And so I think if you, you know, are working hard and you're always interested in kind of being a team player, I think that that's recognized here and respected, where I don't know if it's always true in other healthcare systems. Is there somebody that you keep in your memory, alive in your brain, who inspires what you do? Families who have kids with chronic medical issues or disabilities don't choose that, right? Like, so I chose to go to graduate school for social work. Physicians chose to go to med school. Nurses chose to go to nursing school. Like, we chose this kind of path, but the families didn't. And so we have families every day who are doing things that are pretty complicated medical procedures that are helping keep their child alive and or thriving. And I feel like we don't give people enough credit in recognizing that. So the fact that like other people go to training and get certified to be able to do this medical intervention, and the fact that we then just turn to parents and say, or caregiver, adult caregivers and say, hey, you're going to be the one in charge of doing this now, um, is just unbelievable to me. So I have families like that who stick in my brain where I'm like, man, that person, like it's amazing to me that they are actually able to keep a career going, raise their other children manage this super medically complex child and they're still here and they're smiling and they're volunteering to help out with something if oh if Nemours needs a a story I'll share my story so I have a lot of those kind of stories in my mind of people who just like I don't want to say like I'm in awe of but they're just real people and they're just living life and they're figuring it out and we have a lot of those families I work with that way. Any words of wisdom that you would have for associates across Nemours? I would suggest that people take advantage of every opportunity they're afforded and don't be afraid. If you have an idea, don't be afraid to offer it. And I think that you can't wait for things to happen to you. So I think you have to actually go out and do it yourself. So as an example, I'll just give a little story. When Dr. Moss joined the organization, he came to a town hall that I went to here at AI um, and somebody in in the audience had asked a question about transition. And at the time he was like, I don't know about that. I'm not sure what we do. And so here's the brand new CEO, like, hello, can't get any higher, right? And so afterwards, I went up and introduced myself and said, so I'm Corey Nori, it rhymes, and transition's what I do. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's great. And I said, I'd love to have a chance to have you come to clinic and observe or have me meet with you. And he said, yes, let's get on the calendar. Um, and so, you know, a couple of weeks later, I got a note from his his assistant and we got a cal- got it on the calendar and I had, you know, 25 minutes with him when he was here a couple months ago um, just to talk about the program and tell him what's out there. And so I think if you don't seize those opportunities, nobody else is going to do it for you. And I think as an organization, Really, people do, if you are willing to like give an idea or suggestion, people are willing to listen to it. Corey Nori is a social worker at the A.I. DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington. 
Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Production assistance for this episode provided by Peter Adebi, Deborah Griffin, Jackie Williams, and J.L. Puckett. Music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts. Thanks to everyone who shared their story today, and you have the opportunity to do the same. We definitely want to hear what you have to say about the podcast, share your story ideas. Just write us an email, podcast at namours.org. That's podcast at namours.org. And be sure to subscribe to the Champions for Children podcast on your favorite podcast app. Share it with your family, friends, fellow associates, and rate us and review us as well. The final word on this episode goes to Jacksonville medical assistant, Naressa James. To all my fellow associates, just remember, it's not about me. It's not about the doctors. It's about the kids. They come first. Till next time, I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast.